monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to the Bride of the Creature podcast, episode 31. I am the creature Joey G, and joining me as always across the table is the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm annoyed that your dog is doing what he's doing right now. He's not my dog. Well, you're the one who insisted on putting that in here for him to chew on while we were trying to record this. I didn't think he'd chew I think he thought he would just lie on it so he'd be all cute. You were wrong. I just had to kick it out of his mouth. <laughs> I still was going to kick his head off. No! Kick it right off. He'd be the headless dogman. <laughs> I suppose he would. <laughs> well, I don't think the headless horseman had a headless horse. I mean, he was a guy. <laughs> like, the horse had a head. That'd be way cooler, though, if it was like a story about a guy who rode a horse with no head. Like, he was normal, but the horse had no head. And the horse was from The Godfather? Khartoum. What? That was the name of the horse, Khartoum. Yeah. His body, his body lived on. I don't think that's true. But are you impressed that I knew the name of the horse? Yeah. Are you actually impressed? No, because you know everything. I do. I do know everything, and I want you to remember that. <laughs> Shut up. Well, this week, uh, Nicole, you chose the movie. Yes, and we started our theme of all Halloween. Yeah, we got really creative. Horror movies. For the month of October, we picked a good theme would be Halloween. Whoa! Oh my god! Groundbreaking. So all the movies have to be set on or around Halloween. So I picked Trick or Treat. Yes, the 2007 anthology feature directed by Michael Doherty and produced by Brian Singer, who made the X-Men movies, the good ones. Yes, and it it had uh, four short stories in one big movie. I mean, yeah, there was four major stories and there was kind of a fifth, I guess. I mean, you could argue that the opening sequence is the fifth with the couple coming back from their uh, Halloween party. The chick from, um, she was in the league. Yeah. In like two episodes. Yeah, it was just, was that one was really short. But yeah, that was yeah, still a story. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's listen to the trailer and then we'll get into the discussion. During the spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house and never go out alone. sorts of things room free sorry all these traditions wait wait what you're supposed to keep it lit why ancient tradition putting on costumes i look like i'm five you look great what did we do now we meet our dicks jack-o-lanterns why are we here to pay our respects to the dead the halloween school bus massacre Started to protect us, but. Morning, guys. How are you doing down there? Hiding bodies? <laughs> Nowadays, no one really cares. This one's the lit. 
What's that? It's them. This is a, as you know, I like anthology movies a lot. I don't know if you do or not. I think you do. You don't like them as much as me, maybe. Bender, shut the fuck up. What are you sniffing at? Like, it's, no one has to sniff that The wall. Like, He's sniffing the oh, wall. Oh, good, yeah, because that wall hasn't been there <laughs> since you've been a puppy. It's only um, the exact same place it's always been. What is he smelling? I don't know. What an idiot. He smells something out there. Is there a skunk? I doubt it. Anyway. Um, well, now I'm nervous because that's where the natural gas pipeline is. Tell them uh, about what the movie's about, briefly. Well, now I'm Come worried on. that our house is going to explode. Well, okay, well, the movie, this is oh. this is the uh, second anthology we've done on the show. We've, the first one was Black Sabbath, which was also, was it three or four shorts? It was three. Three. But it was actually three separate shorts with different titles this one the way that they're all kind of structured together is it's like one like, big movie yeah they're not connected in any way but they're all taking place in the same town on the same night and you see little bits of them overlap with each other even though the characters aren't really connected in any way yeah and sam's in all of them sam's in all of them and a couple of the characters show up in other stories as well and sam is the guy who's on the cover of the movie yeah he's the little little creature with guy the, with the bag on his head yeah he's super cute so let's, I'm going to just go through the list, and we'll talk about each one individually. How's that sound? Sure. So it starts off uh, with Emma and her husband returning from some party, uh, the big party that's down at the square, and uh, they return to their house, which is heavily decorated, and she's kind of a shithead who doesn't like Halloween for whatever reason, and she tries to blow up that jack-o'-lantern, and her husband tells her that she ought not to do that yet because he, it's against tradition to blow up the jack-o'-lantern on Halloween. But she does it anyway because she is a strong, confident, independent woman <laughs> who doesn't need her husband telling her what to do. Yeah, she doesn't care. She should have listened, though, because Sam murders her. Yeah, he pops out under a sheet, yeah. puts her in the sheet, and there's children walking by as she's screaming underneath the sheet. And some blood's like, wicked. buzz like, Because <sighs> he slashes her throat with a blade-shaped pumpkin lollipop, which was wicked. So cute. And he finds her severed head later. And it basically just like sets up the tone for the rest of the movie. It's not super serial. It's very tongue-in-cheek, very cheeky, funny, fun. Fun Halloween movie. Yeah, Halloween movie. It's gory. It's not super scary, but it's just... It reminds me of like an... It reminds me of Tales from the Crypt. The whole thing reminds me of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. In the best possible way. So then that gives, leads us into our first major story, which was The Principal, uh, where Stephen Wilkins... Uh, he murders children yeah. by giving them candy. Yeah, it was a really great scene. Like he's just this principal in school who every year apparently like kills children, and it's awesome. Once a year, he'll kill one. It seems like one child. One child buried the, in his yard. Yeah. And there's this whole like subplot with his son, and you're not sure what's going to happen with his son or if he's going to. And murder his, son his son looks just like Chucky. Yeah, he's very clearly dressed up like Chucky. Like the overalls and the hair was awesome. Yeah. 
I really liked the actor who plays uh, the Steven. principal. Yeah, I can't ever remember his name, but he's awesome. He was funny. Yeah, he was yeah. really good. And the way he kills the kid in the beginning is so cool. And he's also in the other story too. He does show up again later. Yes, we'll get to that. It's very well done. You jumped ahead a little bit, but that's okay. Dylan Baker is his name. <laughs> I jumped ahead. Oh no! I went out of sequence. Oh god! My foot is so bruised from when I dropped those chairs on him. Huh? Oh well, that's that's off topic. No one cares about your foot. The second story is called The School Bus Massacre Revisited. So we have these five kids whom we saw in the first story. They're collecting... um, Pumpkins. They're they're, they're trying to take jack-o'-lanterns. They're collecting pumpkins from people around the neighborhood. They say it's for UNICEF, but... But it turns out they're not. They're taking them to the site of the murder of a short bus full of handicapped children. To pay homage 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 to the dead. dead. And it's the the town's dirty little secret that uh, this happened, that they... Hired the bus driver to kill all their d- retarded children. Yes. By driving them off of a cliff into this like swamp, and we get some uh, zombie short bus action. Yeah. And it's pretty great. And it's great. This one is like uh, children are re- part of the protagonists of this one, so it reminds you a little bit of the Goonies, only they're like evil Goonies. It is a bit like the Goonies, yeah. I like this one. This was probably my least favorite. But, oh really? Uh, I don't know. It might be my second least favorite actually. Okay. We'll talk about this later. I have a least yeah. favorite. Uh, okay, well, we'll get into the next one, which is my least favorite, actually. If, if School Bus Massacre Revisited isn't my least favorite, and I do like it a bit, then my least favorite is this next one, which they... And again, all these stories kind of play out a little the bit teen in tandem. Girls. And like, so they all set themselves up, and then eventually you get to them, and they finish out their story, but you see bits of the story throughout the movies it goes on. So it's yeah. not just one, 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 one. The next one's called Surprise Party. And this is uh, Anna Paquin going to the Halloween party with her older sister and her friends. And uh, she stays behind and plans to join them later at the party. And there's this weird guy in a gimp mask who's, who's kind of like, you assume he's a vampire. And uh, there's a big twist at the end that involves... Girls. I liked the twist. I, this was my least favorite story. I did like this one a lot. And I particularly like... The reason I'm saying I, I wasn't quick to decide it was my least favorite was because of the twist. I like the twist a lot, and the transformation scene is really good. But yeah, it was my least favorite. And yeah. I didn't really understand why Principal Wilkins was in the mask. It didn't really make any sense for me. Because he already had a gimmick. Yeah, and like he'd said earlier, like, oh yeah, I've got a date, and I'm going on. Like, it would have been... I mean, it felt like that was the only time where they added a character who was in the previous one just for the sake of being like, remember him? <laughs> like, they yeah, should have just had done someone just different. Had yeah. Fine, yeah. But it was still pretty cool. And um, the the werewolf stuff was really great. <laughs> yeah, I was I really like the and they were like creatures, not like CGI. And you know how I feel about practical creatures. Yes, I like monsters. And the girls, you know, weren't the yeah. victim, which goes with your your very feminist ways. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a real feminist. <laughs> and then uh, my my last one was my favorite one, which was just called Sam, which is uh, the curmudgeonly cantankerous neighbor of the principal from the beginning who we just see a little peek at through a knot in the fence. We rewind back to that scene and we discover what happened to him after he went into his house. And it's basically him versus Sam running around the house. And there's a twist at the end of that one too. But it's really, really I'm actually, I'm doing a painting of Sam for the baby's room. That's true, she is. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. He fights like a, a disembodied hand and he... It, it, and like, and there's an actual razor blade in the candy, in the candy bar. bar, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> I quite enjoyed that whole sequence, and it kind of ties itself back into the uh, the school bus massacre story, which when then we get the conclusion, which is sort of just the end of the movie, 
which brings us right back to where we started. So you see Sam go over to Emma at the beginning of the movie, and then the the dead kids from the end of the school bus one show up at Mr. Krieg's house, and it's it's really it's really well all patched together. Yes. I but think I that Sam. the Sam the Sam one and the principal one are tied for me. I like those both. The Sam equally. one was just so much more exciting. Like the principal one was really creepy and great, but I just loved the way that they filmed the whole Sam. That whole sequence could have stood by itself as its own movie. The Sam like one it. was scary. The scariest one, I thought. Yeah, and I also loved that the whole thing is he's fighting a monster basically the whole time. Yeah, I really like like an unstoppable yeah. monster. It was really great. I real I, it was really cool and um, the Brian Cox plays Mr. Krieg and I love Brian Cox. He's so. What awesome. else is he in that he I would have seen? He was the bad seen. guy in X Men Two. He was like the guy with glasses who was. Oh really yeah! He's so awesome. I love, oh, I wouldn't have recognized him. Cox. He looks different. Well, they Obviously. dressed him up like an old man. <laughs> yes. There were some other famous people in this movie. I mean, we had Tamil Pennicat as plays Henry at the beginning of the movie. He's from Battlestar Galactica and Dollhouse. He's the guy oh, who, Dollhouse. he says has to be super intense. Yeah. He always sounds like he's either a bro or like a really, really intense Keanu Reeves. Totally. Yeah, he's really bad. <laughs> Dylan Baker, we mentioned. Anna Paquin. It's okay. Every time she was on the screen, I had to turn to Nicole and say, Vampire Bale. It's okay. So she's famous. She actually won an Oscar at a pack when she was like 12. For, for what? The piano. And now she's just famous for showing her tits on HBO a lot. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen the piano. Um, and then I think that's it for famous. Oh, Leslie Bibb, we mentioned it was in the beginning of the movie. She's not super famous, but I know her because she played Pete's wife on the league. On the league, yeah. So this movie, also the, uh, the intro and outro, they kind of do it as like a comic book. Yeah, because you said it, it, a comic came out with this yeah. movie. In conjunction with the film at the time. Yeah. I didn't buy it, but uh, there's also a Sideshow collectible 15-inch vinyl figure based on Sam. We should get it. I want it. I if we can get that. I want it. So, yeah, it's a really, really, really fun movie. It was like the perfect Halloween movie, I would yeah, say. It was just so much fun. It's going to be a great I enjoyed it. I, I really, it. really enjoyed all four stories. I liked, I was expecting them to be told, like the Black Sabbath yeah, one. separate stories. Separate stories. I liked how they I did it, and movie. it worked really well. Yeah, it worked really well. And it's only 82 minutes. Like, it's a short movie. It doesn't feel like it's empty, though. Like, it feels just the right amount. Yeah, sometimes horror movies can go too long. Sometimes any movie can go too long. <laughs> I think that's the the number one thing. If you think about it, being a filmmaker, it would be the hardest thing in the world to cut your movie down because everything you shot mm. or wrote you think is precious, right? And it's like, and that's why some filmmakers, like Judd Apatow is one of the most, he's a talented yeah. writer, he's a good director, but he's a horrible editor because his movies are always about 45 minutes too long. I would agree with that, way too long. Yeah, like, even Knocked Up, which I like a lot, way too long. And... I totally get that that preciousness you feel over something you've yeah. created. I've had to do it with my art several times, and it hurts. It, it's you not a fun it, feeling, but it don't, it is it worth it. it. Once you get over the fact that you've had to cut it, mm-hmm. it you make it better. You make it stronger, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, this is a really great movie, and it's bizarre. Like this movie took a long time to come out. Oh really? Yeah, I don't remember why. Like I think. Um, it was originally like screened in 2007, but it didn't end up actually getting a release until almost the end of 2009. In fact, it got released direct to DVD in 2009. Like it had a couple of little screenings, and I don't even remember exactly why it never came out. I think it just had some. They still think the studio knew what the hell to do with it, and it could have been. I don't even know if there was some extra 
stuff around where it was caught in mm. turnaround or something, but it just it never came out in theaters other than just like festival screenings until it got a DVD release. But it's found its audience now and it's it's pretty well. I think um on SphereNet.com they have a bunch of Sam shorts. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was kind of looking up some on YouTube. Well, Michael Doherty also directed a short film that this is based on called Season's Greetings. Which yeah. Is a little, which features Sam in it. He's the character. Um, yeah, Sam Sam was in all the all of them stories. Yeah, he appears somewhere. In the yeah, movie. but mostly as an observer. He does that yeah. kill in the first one, and then the last one is his main yeah. role. But he's mostly, but he's mostly just... an observer. And, like, my, can I tell you my theory about Sam? Yes. Um... I think Sam is like the spirit of Halloween. He makes sure that everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. He's got a naughty list and a nice list. Like the girl that blew out the candle was on his on the naughty list, and he killed her. So you don't want to be on Sam's naughty list. <laughs> so he's like the Santa of Halloween. And in the the one where the kids go to the school bus yep. and the girl walks away, the, yeah, I think she was the witch. Enough, but, yeah. but yeah, she was a little bit evil. He approved of that. He was yeah, just standing there watching her. I think he approved of that. But my favorite Sam moment um, was when he was trick-or-treating behind the kids at the principal's door. Yeah. And then the principal gives him candy, and he walk, watch him walk down the stairs. He's got that dirty old sack. And as he as the, the sack goes down the stairs, boom, 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 you hear a cat meowing yeah. in the sack. <laughs> like, it's just so fun. It's so funny. It did you have a favorite Sam moment? The entire short with him. I, my favorite moment with Sam actually was when the little girl comes back up the elevator at the end of the school bus massacre and they just look at each other and he's standing there and like off either the cliff. Yeah. And he just walks past him. I just thought that was really cool because he's such a cool visual. Like but, he, he approves of that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing about Sam I didn't like as much was when his mask comes off at one point. Yeah. His mask is cool, so cute. It was cool because he was a cool monster, but I think he looks cooler with the mask on. Yeah, his mask but he was is still pretty cool cute. His actual head is pretty cool. I like him. I know you do. I like him too. I want him to be my friend. Well, he's a fictional character, but I'm happy that you're happy. I like I like a lot of cute and un, un sort of trainable monsters. Like you can't train him to cool. No, he's no, a wild and an no. Thing. But like, think about like, Sam. I love Sam. I love. Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. I love the dragon and How to Train Your Dragon. I love Bender. Yeah. I, right on. I love cute and untrainable monsters. Like me. No, you're not. Well, should we move on to the game? We didn't rate our movie. Oh, we're going to keep doing that? Okay, what do you want to give it out of 10? Well, you don't have to. I'll do it. Go ahead, do it. What is it? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for Nicole, I'll give it a 9. Because the... Uh, like I said, there was that store short that I didn't like as much. But it was really, it's really good. It's hard to find anything to nitpick about that movie. Yeah. Well, Nicole, this is gonna this is interesting because this is the last time we're ever playing this game, unless I come up with one later on. We're gonna play a new game starting next week. What's that? Well, the new game next week I'll explain next week, but this week we're gonna play our last installment of the following is based on a true story. The true story game, Nicole. I better win. We might, we'll probably bring it back at some point, but for, we're gonna we're gonna give it a break for a little while. And um, in honor of the True Story game, I found all horror movies. Yay! That's right. I did a good job this week. And there are three or four? There are three. Okay. And you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which of the following films is a big, fat, phony. Nicole, are you ready to play the True Story game? I am. I'm a little sad it's the last one. We'll come back to it. Okay. I'm just going to play a different game for a while because it's... 
I'm getting tired of making this one. I'm not having yeah. fun doing it anymore. So we'll I know I know I've complained a lot about having to play this game. We'll bring it back. We'll have a new game next week. But it's though. it's charming. Yeah, we'll try some new games. Anyway, you ready to play? <laughs> Film number one. Voodoo Lady. While coping with the death of her husband and baby son, a woman seeks comfort from a fortune teller who, along with a voodoo practitioner, help the woman bring her lost family back from the dead. But first, she'll need to find bodies for them. Live bodies. That sounds like a real movie. Film number two. Motel Hell. I think that's a real movie. Farmer Vincent kidnaps unsuspecting travelers and is burying them in his garden. Unfortunately for his victims, they're not dead. He feeds his victims to prepare them for his roadside stand. His motto is, it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. That's cute, right? And that last, sounds like something you'd make up, up. Shut up. And fellow number three, brain damage. One morning, a young man wakes to find a small, disgusting creature has attached itself to the base of his brainstem. The creature gives him a euphoric state of happiness, but in return demands human victims... Dun, dun, dun. So, what's it going to be? Is it Voodoo Lady, Motel Hell, or Brain Damage? It's Motel Hell. That quick. You're that quick to say. Or Brain Damage. It's one of those two. <laughs> yeah. Why not the first one? The first one's too normal. <laughs> it's too good? It's like too much of a normal horror movie. It's nothing weird about it. You only pick the weird ones. So you're saying that I'm only capable of coming up with, like, total nonsense? Yes. Oh, so you're... I mean, it's kind of limiting. All right. Well, it's not limiting. It's a little it's limiting. just the way you are. Oh, thanks. You better embrace it. All right. What's it going to be? The, the Motel Hell. Motel Hell is your final answer? Yes. Nicole, Motel Hell is a real movie. Oh, no! <laughs> Nicole, brain damage... Is the fake. Is a real movie. Voodoo Lady <laughs> is the fake. I came up with that shit. It would have... Originally, if I had kept the original title that I'd made for it, you'd have got it right away. Well, it was so... The original title was going to be The Evil That Voodoo So Well. Because it rhymes with you do. The Evil That Voodoo So Well. So that, that'll teach me to put you in a box, That's Joey. Right. That's right. I was so happy when you said, no, you couldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, suck it. I did do that. <laughs> I am creative. Well, congr- Doesn't that like a good movie, Congratulations. Though? I would hope we should make Voodoo Lady. Doesn't okay. it sound good? Well, what? we'll make it. Thank you. So, Nicole, uh, before we put uh, True Story Game on the shelf for a little while, I just want everyone to know that you lost. You got it wrong again. So, the yep. final tally for you at the end of the True Story Game, which we have played every of... week since episode six. Okay. That so... means we've done one... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 25. Yeah, but how did you get that? Because it should have been 26 minus the one that you did for me. Did you do that in your head or did you just fuck it up? I did it in my head. So you accidentally got it right, though, because you weren't counting the one. You were count- You forgot about the one that you did for me. No, I didn't. Yeah, right. And we're out of 25. You got... 7. <laughs> Nicole, 7 out of 25 times. Oh. Yeah, I don't what know. What percent is that? I'm just calculating it now. But I wish you hadn't said it because now it sounds like I'm too stupid to just figure it out. It's I'm 28%, too- Nicole. Oh. So less than 30% of the time you've gotten this right. 
And since we changed it to make it easier, the last four only had three choices, and you only got one of them, right? See, that didn't make so it, it didn't easier. Help. It didn't help, did it? No. So we'll put this game up on the shelf for a little while. We'll blow it off one day, dust it off, and play it again sometime. Well, but congratulations. Next week, we're going to be playing a new game. I haven't come up with a name for it yet, but it's going to involve the taglines for movies. Oh, I remember now. You told me about it. Yeah, well, I don't have a name for it. I have to come up with a funny name for it. Of course you do. Shut up. Well, that only leaves one last thing, Nicole. What's that? Dirty, dirty sex. No. Okay, how about I introduce the movie we're watching next week? Okay. For part two of our Halloween theme in October, we're going to be watching a 1988 film directed by Kevin S. Tenney called Night of the Demons, a.k.a. Halloween Party. Uh, the film tells the story of ten high school seniors having a Halloween party in an isolated mortuary, as you do. Their party turns into a nightmare <laughs> when after do. conducting a seance as a party game, they unlock the demon that remains locked in the crematorium. I've always wanted to see this because the poster has a, is actually scary. Like the, the the creature makeup on the poster is actually freaky. And it looks pretty good. Cool. So, uh, yep, we're gonna check that out and then we'll move on. So uh, we'll see you next week for more Bride of the Creature. Until that time, I am the creature Joey G, and I'm the Bride Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy kissy. How could this woman ever decide? To wed this man